again this is digging for something and i am your host jj so i've mentioned before how i'm really i love sandwiches subs i i pretty much eat them every day uh probably not the healthiest thing healthiest thing but i I do enjoy them and uh there's a couple sub shops that i really really like um one is i think a nationwide chain jersey mike's Another is a more local chain. I believe they have five locations. They had six. The one closest to me, they unfortunately decided to close, but that's neither here nor there. So uh, it's the Spadas, and it's a local sub shop. It's it's excellent. Uh, most people that I've recommended to eat there uh, love it. So I do frequent there. And um, unfortunately, it's not the closest. Uh, it usually takes, uh, it's probably about 15 minutes away. Um, if there's no traffic, uh, less, but I don't know what it is. Every time I go there, nobody around me knows how to drive. I just do not understand it. And I'm taking major roads, not expressways, but major roads, you know, two-lane, three-lane roads. But for some reason, I just either have the worst luck in the world or the the people in the the city that I travel through just do not know how to drive. Just as a community, they're just horrible drivers. Uh, And today was no different. Um, And I, I don't know what it is also. The left lane usually is a lane that is supposed to be the, the fastest lane, where people drive the fastest. Uh, not necessarily speeding, but you know, they're cruising along. But I don't know what. They, nobody knows that here. They, they decide, uh, uh, let's go slow. Let's, let's, move to the, let's move to the left lane. And, of course, what happens? I get stuck. So... What should be a 15-minute drive for me winds up being a 20-minute drive. Yeah, five minutes, but five minutes. You know, I've been trying to get your food. That's, that's, that's a big difference. And today, I don't understand it. This car in front of me, no stop sign, no red light, no car in front of them, starts braking for no reason. Why? Just to upset me? It's like, oh, there's a sub guy. <laughs> let's go. let's piss him off. So yeah, he decides to break, and then what happens is he winds up, or she, it could be he or she, this person winds up going even slower than they already were. But then I'm stuck because the middle lane next to me, there's just cars flowing through, and I can't get around this person. So I'm just driving frustrated, and then. After I get there, get my uh, get my sub, and head back home, driving along, somebody decides to not necessarily cut in front of me, but get in front of me. The thing about it is, if you're going to get in front of me, or forget it, if you're going to put your get yourself and quickly move in front of somebody driving when there's multiple lanes, if you're going to get in front of that person 
at least go the same speed as that person. Don't go slower. Why do you do that? And if you want to go slower, go to the lane, especially when you had the opportunity to begin with. So what happens? Yes, I get frustrated. Luckily, I'm not one of those people that have a lot of road rage. I get annoyed and frustrated, but I'm not going to be cursing at somebody, flicking them off, yelling or screaming or like that, or try to catch up so I can go next to them and start making some hand uh, gestures or anything like that. No, I'll just get frustrated. But at the at the end of the day, it's it's not gonna it's not gonna change my life. Um, trying to yell at that person, it's not, it, it'll make me feel better for a second. But really, it, it, I'm not into road rage. <laughs> I'll I'll stay I'll I'll stay frustrated but alive. I don't want to I don't want to get caught up in in a stupid road rage incident. But let me tell you, every time I go to this place, (laughs) there's plenty of opportunities. Okay, so I'm going to start off with talking about the upcoming election. And the more days that pass, the more news or stories that come out, the more interviews, the more I, I, I am, I'm, I'm getting to the point where it, this is a glass half empty <laughs> cycle here. Um, I thought the last cycle was glass half uh, empty, uh, but this one I think is really turning into it because um, you have two candidates, and one who still has the effect a running mate. And we're still only a few months, a couple months away, but, and probably knows he backed, talking about Joe Biden, he backed himself in the corner and pretty much um, a list that's always short to begin with is, is almost non-existent because of what he's really looking um, as far as the the profile of his running mate, which from all accounts, he's looking for a black female. And not to say a black female is, is not qualified and the ones he's looking at are not qualified. But when you really isolate a specific profile, you, 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 have, you really have to get it right. Because you've, whether it's a white male, black male, white female, um, Latin, Asian, when you, when you just don't consider all those other options, you, you're, you're, you're shrinking the pool and it's really, and you really have to hit because if you have a larger pool, obviously you have more qualified people to choose from. Um, and there's always the safe bets and, you know, the high, uh, high ceiling, um, high risk, high reward. Um, so, but he's got a decision to make and he's probably taking his time because he knows it, it could, it could make or break him. He really has to pick the correct person, but, um, putting the, the, his running mate aside, this election is 
is, uh, I don't want to say one for the ages, but because it's uh, it's probably a low point. <laughs> and uh, we have two candidates that, um, it's really it's really difficult to get behind either one. And of course, you're going to have people who are. Will 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 stand on the roof and 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 yell Trump, and then you'll have other people who'll stand on the roof and yell Biden. Uh, just very close-minded and don't want only want to look at you know everything is peaches and cream. Don't want to look at the negative, and so they're so fixated on this person that it doesn't matter what they've done wrong or what their flaws are. That's their person. Uh, but in reality, most people. <laughs> Looking at both candidates and saying, oh, what are we in for? Because you have uh, our current president, Donald Trump, who is full-fledged uh, in defense mode right now. He is fighting for his political life. So he's throwing things out there. And we know how thin-skinned he is. We know how how he, he can throw a tantrum. Um, for every good thing he does, he... He distracts the positive with rants and just spitting things out that that uh, make you wonder, like, did he talk to anybody first? So he's on complete um, defense mode right now and obviously going after Biden for every little thing that he says, does, or doesn't do. Um, yeah. It, Making, I mean, making men enemies in the Republican Party or along the way. Uh, he's just, he's being Trump, to be honest. He's just being himself. This is how he's always been. Uh, but when he's backed in a corner, uh, he, he definitely has that fight gene. And he's fighting, fighting and fighting. And he might not necessarily know what's the best route. He's just going to fight the way he, he thinks he needs to fight. And that's just everything, everything that could go wrong against him, he defends it. And he'll double down. You, the one thing you got to give it to him, he <laughs> agree or disagree, he, he's not going to back down. If he says something, he'll, he doesn't care the pushback. If he really believes it, he's going to double down on it. Uh, the problem is sometimes if he gets called out because he's so thin-skinned and does not like getting called out, he will he will go even more, go stronger with whatever he's trying to push just because he he's he's in that corner and he can't feel like he's lost or or um feel weak or anything like that. So he does not give in. Um which could be a good trait, but it's definitely gonna, gonna be a bad trait. So a lot of things he says, it makes him look bad. Um, I really believe the polls that are showing Biden ahead of him uh, are more because of what Trump has done or said rather than what Biden has done to to create that momentum. Um, and when things are going great, People might be willing to put up with some of the Trump 
uh, <laughs> for like it's just some of his antics. Um, but when things are going wrong and he gets very defensive, it's very hard to kind of be in his corner. And like I said, for every good thing he does, he he ruins it by saying something or doing something, and he's done that a lot. But then we have Joe Biden, and he kind of built that lead. And and I had previously mentioned that he he there wasn't much coming uh, out out of his camp. Uh, there wasn't a lot of campaigning because of the situation. Um, and I really believe that Trump was losing votes and as and not Biden uh, gaining votes. And when he stood silent, wasn't in that many interviews uh, and things like that, he, he was doing much better. Uh, the problem is when he starts speaking and and nobody's perfect. I mean, I, I can listen to my podcast and I can tell I can see that things that I say or the way I say some things, it just it doesn't come out right. I'm not expressing exactly you know, what, what I'm trying to, to kind of express my thoughts. It just doesn't come out right. Um, so I know it's not always easy to always say what you want perfectly. And he's and he's he's really shown that and and sometimes he says things without thinking and let's be honest the older a person gets the <laughs> the the um less their filter works so and probably the less they think about what they say before they blurt it out so he's definitely made some blunders in interviews um whether it was saying that you're not you ain't black if you vote for Trump, or uh, I think recently when somebody was asking him about the cognitive test that that um, Donald Trump took, and Donald Trump stated that Joe Biden wouldn't pass those tests, which really are, they're they're not intelligence tests. They don't measure IQ. Um, they just measure cognitive thoughts, uh, thought process, things like that, uh, as, they t uh, as for neurological diseases and things like that. Um, but of, of course, Trump passes it, so he doesn't have dementia. Great. Uh, I mean, it's good he doesn't have it, but uh, a test to just to, to measure whether you have any form of dementia is not really the test that will show who is the most qualified. Um, so boasting that he did great and Joe Biden will fail really doesn't mean, I mean, unless Joe Biden is, uh, does have, I guess, some form or some stage of it, then yeah, obviously that is something that uh, is, we should know, but it's, it's, it's not going to prove who is the smarter person or anything like that. Um, but, and when Joe Biden gets asked about that, he doesn't articulate a great answer and that's the problem instead of explaining okay this test is it's a it's a cognitive test to see about neuro, neurological uh, uh, disorder or diseases um, 
such as dementia or uh, Alzheimer's or things like that. Instead of explaining that, he kind of gets on the defensive, almost like, like I know I'll pass it and you can't tell me I won't kind of thing. So I I believe somebody, some radio or TV, somebody who brought it up, he kind of snaps back about testing is, oh, um, something to the effect, uh, maybe you need to be tested for for cocaine uh, to do this job. And it's just like, what? What's one thing have to do with the other? Um, so he's, the more he talks, the more difficult it is for people to really be on board with him. And then you look at the other side and it's like, this other one is just ranting and raving about something. And it's like, huh, it's hard to be on board with him too. Who the hell can I be on board with? And <laughs> I guess in both cases, maybe we need we need to pay a, uh, more attention to the vice president. Uh, well, I mean, we already know um, about Vice President Pence. And yeah, he's, he's very religious and is not for all the different causes, but... Um, Many vice presidents are seen and not heard. Um, But for Biden, I think he definitely needs to, whoever he picks, uh, they better be very articulate, um, very even keeled, and be able to answer questions in an intelligent way without getting overly emotional. And that, that will definitely help Biden because when he speaks and... The uh, the criticism with him is age and um, doesn't have all his faculties anymore. Uh, the more he speaks, the, the more the people who believe this are saying, see, I told you, look, I told you he can't even get through this interview. Um, but one thing's for sure, those debates, uh, if they have them and they have to have them, especially for this election with these two candidates. Um, because if it's just going by interviews and the limited campaign trail, I'm not getting much information. Hmm. My apologies for silence. As always, drinking some water. Um, but like I said, those debates, are, they're, they're probably going to be pretty interesting. Um, and we've already seen Donald Trump and performing his debates and, um, I expect nothing different. Uh, he will try to bully Joe Biden. Um, he's going to be spewing the great, the tremendous things that he's done. Uh, and some of it will be true. Um, and the perceived failures. He will either say they weren't failures or they failed because the Democrats in Congress. That will probably be his M.O. And um, uh, he will try to control the debate. He'll probably talk over Biden. Um, He definitely won't get any personality points. Um, And the, the... Stories the next day will be saying how 
Trump tried to bully Biden, and he might, he might, he might be successful in bullying him, and he might not. Who knows? But we know what what he's going to do, and what how he's going to try to um, pretend like he's eight feet tall, looking down at Biden, and, and we know that's going to happen. And then we have Joe Biden. Um, is he going to be coherent? Uh, is is he going to show all 77 years? Um, is Are his answers going to be concise? Are they going to make sense? Is he going to, is he going to be able to um, kind of not only state what his goals are and what he stands for and, um, and the direction he wants to lead this country? Is he going to say it in a way that people can rally around? Is he going to curl up to Donald Trump's bullying? Um, or is he going to stand up and command that respect? Now, if if he if he reacts the way Donald Trump wants him to react, he will not be able to communicate what he wants during those debates. He's going to either have to be the bigger person or in some way command that respect, command the attention away from Donald Trump and focus specifically on the message he's trying to communicate. Uh, if he can do that, it, he, he can do well and he can he can beat Donald Trump in a debate because we know Donald Trump, it's, <laughs> he's, he, he's not going to have a lot of notes. Uh, he's going to have a lot of facts that maybe aren't very factual. Uh, he may be pulling things out of his, you know what, um, that's just how he operates. Now, if Joe Biden is able to combat that or if he if he barks like he does and barks back in some like he does in some of those interviews, um, that's not going to go well, because let's be honest, the person who was interviewing him is not is not going to take advantage of that moment like Donald Trump will. And Donald Trump might do it and he might wind up looking too much like a bully or he might do it and say, look, oh, Joe Biden, he, 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 he cannot be on the same stage. So depending their presence during the debate, it's, it's going to say a lot. It can, um, you know, it might, it might just wind up being, or they might be showing exactly who we already thought they were, or who knows? Maybe, maybe their presence will be better. Who knows? Um, but when different topics come up, there's definitely going to be some, some some topics that can make or break, and probably more for Joe Biden than for Donald Trump, because everybody knows what Trump stands for. Uh, he he doesn't sugarcoat. Um, he doesn't give in to mob mentality. He's going to tell you exactly how he feels, whether it's right or wrong. He's going, and that's just what it is. Um, now, how Joe Biden handles some of the questioning regarding to. BLM and of course with BLM it's uh, it's 
it's going to be easy for him to say, yes, I believe in this and we have to do things. We have to improve the, uh, this community, blah, 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 blah. That's going to be easy. But then if you if they start asking about occupa- the, uh, the various occupations that have taken place in Seattle and Portland in Atlanta, um, depending how he answers those, it can help or hurt him. Because if he's being honest, and and let's be honest, if you look at his history, he's been tough on crime. Um, he has not been very liberal when it comes to crime and crime bills. So we know, we absolutely know, he he thinks the various occupations that have taken place and the vandalism and violence um, and the lack of other people in the community that it affects, he normally wouldn't stand for it. But he can he cannot say that. Depending on how he he answers those questions, if there's any related to that, he could either get people um, on his side or push away the the ones who are in the ultra left. Um, and I'm not going to really go into too much depth about those occupations. I've kind of said it in the past, and um, so if he if he if he comes out and says he's in support of those and because they're trying to give a message, which I, I don't think we'll believe him. Uh, he might keep those people on board. And, but if, if he criticizes, he might lose some people. Now, Donald Trump, he's going to have to answer to the things he's done in regards to those occupations and uh, any federal troops he has sent, or, or I'm sorry, federal agencies. Uh, he did not send the military. Um, now, if he has a prepared, well-communicated answer, it might be able to take some of the heat that he's been getting off of him. But if he doesn't, he just says, look, hey, they weren't doing what they were supposed to do, so we came in and I took care of it. If it's gonna, if he's gonna put it on him, I, I did this. This was wrong, and I did it. I fixed it. I fixed it. Yeah, he, he's not gonna lose anybody, but he's not gonna gain anybody. Um, and the other thing, a hot topic is defunding of police. First of all, we need our police. I don't care what anybody says. Um, and you can see what's gone on in those various occupation zones. You need some kind of policing. You you uh, you're not going to send a a a social not activist but counselor or a, somebody who deals with more with social issues and things like that. You're not going to send them to a domestic violence um, incident. So we need our police. Anybody saying defunding the police and things like that. And in some cases, they want to abolish the police. That's just way too extreme. And most of the country, even even the ones who are on this uh, are really involved with BLM, many know that is not that is not the way to go. But of course, it is a hot button topic, and 
Joe Biden, who his past has shown, um, tough on crime. Seeing how he answers that, it's going to be it's going to be something that could either get people on board with him or have people jump off um, his bandwagon. Um, so because even even though he's a Democrat, he has not been liberal when it comes to some of these issues. Uh, so it's going to be interesting how he answers and, and the response and the, the swing that uh, the polls go. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to these debates and uh, they're definitely going to be interesting. And um, I, I don't know how many people will be influenced by them. Um, but if you have 10% of the voters influenced by them, that can really swing an election. Uh, you know, even less than that, maybe 8% can really swing the election. So hopefully the debates will happen. Um, it will be, it will be interest, interesting TV. Uh, that is for sure. Um, and as far as influencing, another thing I want to discuss, and I've said this before, the so-called influencers, those social media, media influencers, and they are so annoying. You have these people who have accomplished nothing, do nothing, but yet they have these millions of followers and the followers think these people are great. And some of them, I'm not going to say they don't add value, but our young generation is influenced by social media influencers. This is not who we want to be the next generation leading our our businesses, our um, our government. I mean, we've already seen, I mean, millennials get a bad rap and, and some of it is deserved uh, and, and some of it is definitely not deserved. Um, now that is these influences, kind of like what I've said before, uh, we're not teaching our kids accountability. That's um, like our, our kids, we're not punishing our kids, but that teacher needs to be punished for giving the, the child a bad grade. Um, that that's where society is going and we can't have that. We cannot, we need, we need people accountable and people, our kids to earn what they get. And these influencers and with the younger generation. And, um, I mean, you see a lot of the younger generation and they do a lot of good. Um, but they don't have, I, I don't think you don't see the same work ethic and, and loyalty to where they work, and it's much more. Um, they're, they're they're like gypsies, practically going place to place, uh, forever. Whatever uh, floats their boat that day, um, and the ones who are influenced by the, these social media people, uh, it's extremely annoying, and they, a lot of these people, they just go on there and either. Uh, keep taking pictures of themselves in swimsuits and they're now just uh, this Instagram model. Just because you could take a, you post a picture. I mean, this is what, these are our celebrities now, or 
I'm just going to do stupid things and post it. And these are influencers and, um, and they'll, they'll, somebody gives them $50,000, they'll be more than happy to, to, uh, boast about something and they'll do stupid things and say stupid things. And, um, it's really sad where an influencer is, you know, that's a big responsibility. And you see the way they're influencing. It's not good for society at all. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm definitely not a fan of these social media influencers. And uh, I was reading, and and I know a few by name, and and some. Uh, obviously, I have a daughter. Yeah, she'll tell me about some, and of course, I will, I will insult others, and of course, she thinks I'm being. Uh, ridiculous or things like that, but uh, in some cases maybe I'm being closed-minded. But in most cases, I'm an adult. I've lived many years. I've gone through a lot of uh, turmoil and uh, things that have set me back. And you know, with age comes wisdom. And unfortunately, the the people who are subscribers and all that to these influencers, you know, they haven't gotten the wisdom yet. And I was reading an article about this Jake Paul guy. And I've heard of him. I've heard of stupid things he does. And I still don't understand why people care about what he says or what he does. Or where the FBI um, raided his house. And who knows? I don't, I don't know what they were looking for. Uh, but if the FBI is raiding your home, it's, it's not for something good. And this is the same person who, uh, he lives in L.A., but was in Arizona. And was stream. I don't know if he was streaming or recording and then posting about some mall in Arizona that was broken into and looters. All these looters there. And um, and then he says he was he was not taking part in looting. He just wanted to kind of document what's going on and let's be honest this is not somebody who's ever been accused of being a real journalist or a journalist at all this is somebody who does stupid things or does pranks or does things that normal most people would not think of doing to get views so he was not trying to document what's going on because there's a thousand videos of other people. He was trying to immerse himself because that's more what his reputation is, doing things that are on the cusp of, of, you know, going over to the wrong side, um, and and what happens? Yeah, yeah. He was charged with some misdemeanors, whether he said he was looting or not, and some people, some witnesses said he was that he wound up stealing a bottle of vodka or something like that. Yeah. I'm sure he's not completely innocent. And at the at the end of the day, he was he entered a mall that was closed through a opening that is was not meant for people to go through. So yes, he was wrong, and for for some reason there are still going to be people out there who defend him. And really, it's and th- this is the same person whose brother another influencer, a social media star, and yes, I said it like the old fogey that I am, who took a lot of heat because he went to, I think it was Japan, 
to record dead people in what they have as a suicide force where people go to hang themselves. And he thought this was a great thing to show, not because he's this journalist, because it was something that people were shocked. He wanted to shock people. And this is what we have as called influencers. No, no. The only thing you're influencing is a society that is losing its intellectual capabilities. And we're already having a problem because kids can't go to school and they have more time to watch this stuff that is not enhancing any of of their experiences, their knowledge. It's just stupid people doing stupid things. And once again, it's not everybody. Um, even though I make it sound like it is, it's not everybody. There's probably some good ones out there. Um, there's a couple, there was some kids that my, my son was watching and, you know, I, uh, it was okay. Some of the things they were doing, um, when there was people on YouTube posting things like, um, like my son loves science and, um, he watches this guy on YouTube who, who does like scientific experiments. Uh, one was dealing with uh, how squirrels and rigging this little uh, obstacle course and to see if the squirrels are smart enough and records them and and creating different kind of uh, like a bowling ball with a um, with some kind of mechanics inside that you can move with your body as is, so it uses like Bluetooth and using science to create things and and although these are things that a young kid's not going to be able to do, but it's it's showing science, what science is capable of doing and things you can experiment with. Yeah, though, to me, those are educational and, and those are definitely worth it. But the ones like this guy who does stupid things for no reason just to get uh, likes or something like that, it's it's not helping society at all. It's, it's and it's not it's not the people who are the um head, heads of household who are fans of these these are these are the kids of the heads of household so it's not even like um they're getting the decision makers to watch they're just getting people who are in that age where they think stupidity is cool and th- these are the same influencers who decide oh we got to do something. Let's have COVID parties or let's still do our parties and rent this house or do this. And, and um, there's been a lot of articles regarding these different parties that have taken place. And, and then you have, there's some, there's some um, social media celebrities who've actually come out and, and criticized uh, these other social media wannabe celebrities of, of being irresponsible and having these parties. And of course, there's parties, no masks, no social distancing. And and a lot of their responses, if I get it, I get it. And when I was growing up, you know, we looked up to athletes and musicians and actors and back then we didn't have TMZ and all this other stuff so you didn't really know all 
the negative that was going on, the drugs and um, alcoholism and just destructive behavior that many were exhibiting day in and day out. Yeah, if Charles Barkley threw somebody through a window, yeah, that went on TV. But he said he's not a role model. Uh, I love Charles Barkley. And the guy who he threw through through a window, if you step up to somebody, I I don't fault a celebrity or an athlete for not backing down. Yeah, be the big... You know, be the bigger person and, and walk away. But no, if you're being disrespected, if somebody's tough enough to to challenge, they're tough enough to get their you know what kicked. So, um, but now these are the people that our kids our kids are looking up to, and it's it's partially our fault because we allow them to watch this. I mean, it's hard to you can't shelter everything, and it's hard to control everything. But um, the different parties and uh, different cities, because California this is pretty much where a, a good bulk of these stupid influencers are, and um, some have come out and said they apologize for going to these parties. And I guess some people do have either good heads on their shoulders and and understand that not to take themselves too seriously. And know that there there is a point where they have to say, look, I did something wrong. But others are just defiant, like this, this, uh, this. I don't. I'm not even going to assault him. A uh, person who the FBI raided his home, uh, just being defiant, and uh, they have to do something uh, because our elected officials have let them down and haven't haven't been able to clear this country. So they're just going to. Live their life. Yeah. Uh, I I understand living your life, but throwing a party for 500 people is not a necessity. And the damage that can come from it might not affect them, impact them directly, but, yeah, six degrees. And just because... It doesn't impact you. It could impact somebody three degrees away from 30 people at that party. And even the people who it impacts may not be young and healthy, and they can die And because you want to live your life. Um, and I've said this before. It's, it's young and dumb, and I try to defend it as they're being young and dumb. But at a certain point, when you boast about being young and dumb, you're just stupid. You're not even young and dumb. You're just stupid. And when they're no longer young, they're gonna, they better figure out something soon because they're not going to be able to live off this stupidity. Uh, at some point, they're going to have to grow up and... You know, it's either one of two paths. The dark path that could probably lead to death at an early age or the right path where you actually better yourself and try to become somebody um, of substance in society. But I'll never understand it. I'll, I'll never... I'll never accept that this is 
a good thing for our society. And I will forever be against the term influencers. And anybody who looks at them as influencers, you know, when I was young, it's like, uh, can you lead or follow? And it seems like we're going to the direction is we're creating a bunch of followers and we need much more leaders. And, uh, and that's up to us. We need to raise our kids. We need to raise them to be leaders, not followers and followers are stupid. Uh, they can watch it, but don't follow it. And, uh, the onus is on us, us parents to make sure our kids move past that and become the leaders and not following stupidity. So I'll, I put that challenge on me and I'll put the challenge on everybody else. And with that, I will put this uh, episode in the books. As always, if you have any comments, any kind of topics you want me to discuss, you can send me an email and I might even read it. Uh, you can send it to digging for something. That's the number four, digging for something at AOL.com. And I thank you for listening to this episode of Digging for Something. I am JJ, and I will see you when I see you.